My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast. How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Geek stuff vibes with the duel of the fates to start off the episode today. Wow! I mean, it's been a while since there's been duel of the fates in the intro, right? Has it been? Yeah, are we due for a new intro? Episode seven hundred, a new intro. I've made the commitment. This is episode six eighty five, so I have fifteen episodes to get a new intro started. Any uh, any suggestions on music to use for background music? Duel of the fates. Duel. Go back to duel of the fates. Go back to the well. Star Wars again. I don't know, uh, but we'll have to yeah. think that one through. You know, what we could do is we could we could pitch it out to the fans and uh, to have them call us at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. What sort of music would you like to see betting our brand new intro that will be debuting on episode 700? So, So my first thought for some reason would be the stranger things that like do 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 but i feel like it's too slow yeah it definitely yeah, hype for the show you gotta have a hype for the show right yeah i like but back I like, to the i like back to the future actually i like that one a lot but that's what it is now isn't that our bed right now if you'd listen to the show you'd know that's what it is now it was a joke yeah nobody gets it we could do um it's tough. It's tough because I feel like a lot of the good nerd music is either like too epic where it's like the Dark Knight where it's like the fate of the world hangs in the balance of this episode of Geek Stuff TNG or <laughs> we, it's we did use that. We did use we did use the Nolan Batman music for one of them. Yeah, mm. I think I don't remember. I made it, but that was so long ago. I don't remember. I still feel like for me. The Duel of the Fates Geek Stuff intro is the the iconic one. That's the one I remember. That was was that the very first one? Is that it didn't start out with Duel of the Fates though, but it came in there like probably the first re- revamp of it maybe. So is Scott breaking up to you too, Sandwich, or just me? It's me too. Oh yeah, I sound good to me. Yeah, and you guys Scott, sound break- good to me. Are you breaking yeah, up? You're, with us? you're choppy as hell. Yeah. You sound What's going great. on. There? You know what episode? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Geek stuff's breaking up. 
No. no. <laughs> That's a horrible title. <laughs> Just scare everybody. It, it's an audio thing. It's, it's clickbait. clickbait. Get everyone to come in. Oh, jeez. Yeah, um, Watch us self-explode. Well, let's uh, well, let's hope that that clears up, and I'll do the uh, I'll do the social media as well. We're waiting for uh, the internet to catch up because it sounds good on my end for a change. Um, be sure that you're following the show on all the social medias: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's Geek Stuff TNG in all of those places. Um, you can also email us over at geekstufftng at gmail.com. We already said the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Uh, but then if you really want to uh, follow the show over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng, for just a dollar a month, you get access to the show's Discord server. You can go over there and uh, tell us what music you'd like to hear in the new intro. For $3 a month, you get the early bird special. So whenever we finish the shows and I get them edited, they come out. We typically record on Mondays, although this being a holiday week, we're recording on Tuesday. So the show may come out on Wednesday. Usually it's the day after we record. Uh, for $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get both the weekend bonus show, The Sandwich Shop, and vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff on the 1st and the 15th. And for $10 a month, you can watch us go through all this craziness live and direct on Instagram. So you may have noticed at the start of the show that we started with a flashback, a throwback, if you will, to Duel of the Fates. Formerly yes. on, uh, uh, there was a reason for that, though. Again, we, we talked about how it was uh, reminding us of old Geek Stuff intros, but why do we do that? Because on the prep sheet, the top story is that John Williams is stepping away from film. So I looked on IMDb, John Williams, in addition to Duel of the Fates, he's, his credits list 490 soundtracks. Now, many of those are when they use his stuff in something else, right? So if the Star Wars theme gets played in anything else, that counts, right? But he's got 400, 460 credits uh, under soundtrack on IMDb. That's a lot. The guy's yeah. done a lot of work. And he's 90? He's now, 90. I thought for I don't know why I thought he was 93. Mm. Yeah. But I mean again, I mean one wonders if I mean I guess it would be hard to say if is there a more iconic soundtrack than, you know, the Star Wars opening theme, the Imperial March. I mean, you know, what what else do people know as well, right? Like like the Twilight Zone theme, right? Everybody knows that. I mean, you know, what what other themes are are as well known as Jaws. J yeah, did he do Jaws? He did. That's also him, right? So that's so. Is there... Yeah, I uh, think in, I he think did we... Superman. Yep. I mean, yeah. I I, I was going to say that, that his Superman theme, like, rede I don't I want to say redeemed, but it was the best part of the Brandon Routh Superman. You know that that opening scene where Brandon Routh is catching the. Um, plane the, the plane and they but they're playing the original superman theme i'm like they had me at that part you know the rest of the movie <laughs> plot they lost me but i'm like at that moment i'm like oh this is going to be good you, you know yeah. but i mean it they was lost, more because of they the lost me uh, uh they lost me when they announced that they were doing a sequel <laughs> yeah to the second superman movie true <laughs> even though we had had a third and a fourth all right now which one's which one's worse, the third one or the fourth one? Fourth. The fourth. That's the one with, with like the Sun Man, right? Like like Mr. Sun. Yeah. yeah. Although honestly, it's a I mean, it's a toss-up, really, because the third one had like Richard Pryor 
helping the villains. Right. And, and it was the same scam that uh, they used in the movie Office Space, right? Like just shaving the the rounding of the pennies and putting it in a separate account. Like that was the that was what Richard Pryor was doing in Superman 3. And then that's what they did in Office Space. So, Okay, if you say so. I do. I do. Anyway, we would like to... From the he also did Harry group. Potter, for those who care. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of major franchises. And E.T. So, you know. Yeah. A cornerstone that you didn't know existed. E.T. E.T. E. a Spielberg film. So I think it's firmly established at this point that he did... I'm like pretty sure Spielberg did all of the Spielberg films, right? I yeah. think. Yeah. And then... I think he did all the Harry Potters. How many Oscars has he won? Oh, geez. Does he win Oscars or does he win Grammys? 53. Uh, Oscars, because he would get best soundtrack, right? Hmm. I guess so, yeah. That would be... I mean, I, I suppose he could win Grammys if there's like a soundtrack album. He's been nominated for 52, won five. And that would be Schindler's, mean, Schindler's List, E.T., Star Wars, Ep- A New Hope, Jaws, Fiddler on the Roof, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, these are nominees. Oh, so, okay, so the, the winners were Fiddler on the Roof, Jaws, uh, Star Wars, E.T., and Schindler's List. Yeah. I didn't know that he did Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, the sound, that's odd because it's a musical, and then he did the soundtrack when it's not the songs from the musical i would assume yeah i mean and it's good music it's it's a it's a great film i mean so i get it i just didn't know that he did it that's all yeah so let's see moving if, to- if he gets fun fact if he gets eight more nominations somehow he would pass walt disney as the most nominated uh person in history i i somehow think that that will not happen who knows is walt disney the most nominated person he's at 59 and uh, Jai Williams at 52. Oh, wow. Who's next? Who's number three? I don't even know. Yeah. If you know if you know who the third most nominated person in the world is, call the GVM. Go to google.com. 201-730-2547. Also, because we were asking it before, I think, he is slated to do Indiana Jones, the next one. It's already like established he's doing it. Yeah, so I think that's going to be his last one. Yeah. That and then, like I said, the Fablemans or whatever. Yeah, uh, which which is oh, that's on the prep sheet. I can jump forward to the Fablemans. It's getting a limited ooh. release. That's that's the Spielberg, right? Yeah, that's the Spielberg biopic. Yeah, by the, Spielberg. The Fableman gets limited release November eleventh. So that's when that's going to be out. Limited. What's though. the Fablemans? I don't even Fable. know what this is. That's the Steven Spielberg semi-autobiographical movie. Oh. I have no, I don't know, know a thing about it. Have they released a trailer? I don't no, think there's anything. Really I don't think they it. have any of that yet. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this film at all. I think we talked about some casting earlier on this very program, but it's been a little while. There hasn't been a, a ton of news about it. So well, let's, you know, uh, when these big time directors do a biopic of themselves. Yeah, that's that's really what you want. I'm going to direct a movie about me. But there I mean, have been a few, like Tim Burton did Big Fish. Yeah, but that's that not was, a, that was in a, some way related to his family in some way, and uh, and what's his name also, Cameron Crowe did that awful movie with um, 
with uh, Orlando Bloom. Yeah, the one about the music. There are like following. No, 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 no. Around. That was no. That was almost famous. You're right. That is that is one also. But I think there was another one. But almost was famous is semi-autobiographical, right? About it is. Yeah, it's it's very biographical. Um, yeah, it 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 pretty much is straight up his story, but it's not you know his story if you know what i mean right it's as close to one where the cam where the character's name is cameron crowe as you're gonna get i think i feel like one he did with orlando bloom was in some way autobiographical too but maybe i might be i'm wrong about that but anyway well let's uh, another kind of news item this is again there's been so much stuff happening and and we've had vacations and travel and all kinds of stuff going on so uh kind of trying to pick up a couple of things did you see the season finale of the rookie who who stars in the rookie kev um on no ABC, that would be uh mr nathan fillion's uh oh. show and in the season okay. finale uh mr alan tuddick was a guest star and that would be a reunion from some show that used to be very much in the genre serenity oh you blew it you didn't say the right word you screwed me on that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I had my finger on the button and you blew it. All right. Not I blew shift. It. Yeah, I didn't blow it. I blew it. I'm going to edit button. that out. I'm going to edit that out and make you look like an ass like I did last week. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. You just you just upset because you didn't pull the bit off because it's my bit against OG have nothing to do. You should save this news story because rumor has it. Rumor has it. Uh, joining us uh, very soon is OG. I spoke with him on the phone. Ooh, so remi- remind me at that one. Yeah. Remind me uh, at the end of the show, uh, uh, West Coast Scott, that we need to discuss that. Oh, that would be fantastic. We have lots of things. And I think the Ask him OG too? contact is still, contest is still going on over at the, uh, at the email. He's also heard that... Um, that sandwich has been talking a lot of smack about him, so I don't think he's too happy about that. He's gonna oodle lolly all over your ass. Yep, <laughs> he will. You laugh now. All right. Well, speaking of uh, people in our genre that matter a lot to us, uh, we did you know we almost lost Mr. Jeff Bridges to uh, COVID? He was he's undergoing chemo, and then he caught COVID, so we almost lost him. Yeah, no, that show he's doing apparently he's doing very well. The old man, I think it is. Is it just the old dude? Well, man, that's just like your opinion, man. No, it's <laughs> called the old man. It's like some kind of action thing on like I don't know. I feel like it's TNT or something lame. I could be wrong about that. But something lame. Nothing good ever came out of TNT. I feel like they had a little time frame time where they FX. had a few, few good things. FX, FX all right. Everything well, good comes of, out of FX, yeah. Yeah, a lot of good has come out of there. So that that meant, that stands to reason. If you had said AMC, I wouldn't have been surprised also. Yeah, I feel like I feel like things moved in the in the shifting of network television to you know, I guess cable networks like FX and AMC like FX had a real strong run and then AMC kind of picked up the mantle and then it's like, it's been AMC for a while, but I feel like AMC is kind of 
done as well. Like the all they got left is The Walking Dead that nobody cares about except Big Kev. I'm not the only fan. Only, <laughs> but do you have an OnlyFans? That's that's really the question. You can join OnlyFans slash Geek Stuff TNG, and you can see Jesus. Sandwich sitting in cake in tight shorts. How long have we been promising shorts. that? Shorty shorts. We've been promising that since Sandwich was an intern. Oh. <laughs> uh, Let's see. So, did we talk last week about how Lightyear did not do that great at the box office? I don't really? get it. Why? Did you see it? I didn't see it. No. I mean, so from that perspective, I don't have much of a leg to stand on, but I can't imagine why it wouldn't do. It looked amazing to me. I can't wait to see it. That's true. The toys are phenomenal. Phenomenal for like Disney Pixar animation toys, they're phenomenal and they have so much. Do you know how phenomenal these toys are? There is a Hot Toys Lightyear coming out. Mm -hmm. That's how big they expected this to be. I um they have I heard five, about what five different scales of toys mm -hmm. ranging from 12 inch down to like two inch. Or, or smaller, they have ships that have even smaller little PVC guys. It's a full range. And there are so many guys who are like, who are buying them up and, and kit bashing them and using them in other things. The ship that they put out it has been kit bashed. I've seen at least a dozen different kit bashes of that. I think it's a five inch scale ship. There's one, there's a character, a yellow character. Um, uh, it's some kind of robot. He's all yellow. And there's a, like, there's a nine inch figure of him, which I think is part of the six inch scale line that they're doing, which I don't remember. They all have names too, whatever the scales are, but uh, there's a, there is a, a yellow character that looks exactly like Marvel's Mandroid and people have been buying them up to put in their displays as Mandroid from Marvel, because he looks, I mean, he looks exactly like, I mean, whoever designed that character definitely knew who Mandroid was. So, or what a Mandroid was. So, um, you know, I just, I, I just don't get Chris Evans as the voice. I heard the story. I heard the story was really good. Um, and I, obviously the animation is top notch. Where did it fall? What, what, what's being said? Well, I, I heard that, um, it was a lot of pandering, apparently. I don't know anything about it. I, I'm not saying that. I heard that, though. Well, well, Sandwich, pandering is when you uh, you do things uh, f for to sort of for somebody at the lowest intellectual level. Like you're doing things that aren't part of the story to kind of tie it in. I, I imagine the pandering here has to do with tying it to Toy Story, right? I, I don't know. I have no concept okay. or context for it. I just heard there was like too much of it. I heard. Now once I once again, I have no context, so I can't say one way or the I, other. But that's I, what I, I heard. I'll be really, people. I will be really excited to see this movie and find out what the heck people are talking about. Yeah, my I haven't had a chance to see it. Yet. My brother-in-law said it was just it was only okay. So maybe it's just not getting 
a ton of word of mouth. Maybe, I mean, you know, maybe people were waiting for Minions, The Rise of Gru, because that made $100 million over the weekend. And, oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, it, and, and uh, Maverick is still killing it at the box office. So it's like, I, I, you know, I don't know. People are choosing what they're going back to see. Worldwide? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Unbelievable. Just, yeah, and then slow month for movies. Yeah, and then there's the the trailer for Dead Reckoning is coming out. That's the next uh, the next Mission Impossible. I think th- is that number eight or nine? I think they're going to do ten Mission Impossible movies. Is it number eight? I, I I feel like it's number eight. Yeah, and and you know honestly those have gotten better and better. I mean you know the first one was you know a Brian De Palma film. It was like a Brian De Palma film, but uh. I mean, the last several, like, really have gotten pretty strong. And, of course, you know, those over-the-top stunts that Tom Cruise likes to do, you know, really push those farther and farther. I think I saw for this next one, there's, like, a picture of one of those, like, biplanes. And he's literally, like, just hanging off the top while it's upside down. And that's, like, that's actually Tom Cruise, not a stunt guy. Is actually factually Tom Cruise. Yeah, well, in, in the last one, I think he was hanging on the side of a plane that was taking off, and he was actually yeah. there. Right? You know? Yeah. And then just so, so she can stay in the news, Leah Remini also wants to remind people that uh, she used to be in Scientology, and Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. So that news story is out there, too. Oh, good. Yeah. I that, mean, that's All of that is true. Yeah. And she has the right to say that. Yep. So, so let's talk about other uh, production casting news. Uh Looks like Joker 2 is a go, right? I don't get that either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Is it... I mean, so it can't be in the same universe as Sparkle Bat, right? No. Not true. Why can't he? Well, I guess the scene was deleted, but in the deleted scene, it certainly wasn't Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. But don't forget, that scene was deleted true again and and again the way that i I, I don't see him being the joker he could be in it but he's definitely not the joker you know what i mean he he might be the arbiter for this new joker if he's involved but he's not the joker yeah that was the that was the what i felt was that if the joker that we know was inspired by this character played by joaquin phoenix that would have would make me feel better but anyway I don't know. Is it, I, don't, I don't understand it because I thought for sure Joaquin Phoenix said that there would be no sequel, that he would do no sequel, that he didn't see how there would be one. So well, why yeah, bother? That's the thing. Like, what what does a sequel for Joker do? Especially now that we're kind of like make money. Am I removed? I mean, well, it, it certainly makes money. It breaks him out. I don't, what he, I don't know he, what else it does. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of. Okay, if you make this sequel, are you trying to make a trilogy? Are you trying to make a Joker trilogy? Like what? Yeah, and what's what's the end point? Yeah, Batman's like, an adult. Yeah, he's already the Joker. Like you can't do, you can't retcon him falling in chemicals or anything, or you can't like have, you know, realistically, if timeline works the way timeline works. You can't really have him fight Sparkle Bat, like physically fight. You could have him antagonize him, but, you know, he'll be like 45 and Batman will be like 23, 25. 
that's not a trope that hasn't been done before. Cesar Romero was much older than uh, than Adam West. No, Jack no, no. Nicholson I... was much older mm-hmm. than Michael Keaton. The only way it doesn't, the only way it's been close, really, is is in the Christopher Nolan movies. I th- feel like they were age well, not well, equivalent. Yeah, but... The, the thing is, the action of the movies you listed was way calmed down as opposed to when it was Heath Ledger and Bale. They right. were they could have a fight scene, but the action for these Batman movies is way over the top. So you can't have like, you know, you know, when we like age down De Niro for Irishman and have him had him walk around and pretend to be 35 when he was clearly an 80 million year old man. Like, I don't know if that I get, I get what that. you're saying, but you also have to remember that the character is insane. So he's not going to have the parameters on him that a normal person would have on him. And saying he doesn't make your bones not brittle. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it does either, but I, what I'm saying but is he, a broken bone. fight's different, right? Yeah, he's going to he's not going to yeah. feel pain, right? Yeah, maybe a broken bone doesn't stop him. Yeah, uh, it won't feel super believable to me, but. Also, I don't think they involve him in Sparkle Bat. I don't think that's... I, 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 I think Joker you. is meant to be on his own, in a way. If there is a way to tie him in, it's it's sort of the way Scott was saying, which is kind of like, uh, uh, you know, like whoever... Kehoe, isn't that what that kid's name is? The guy who played Joker? Yeah, I think so. They Somehow he is some sort of twisted disciple of the Joaquin Phoenix character. Yeah. I mean, that's entirely possible that that could happen. Um, and in some way, he takes the fall and he is the one that has the acid and everything. I mean, that clearly is something because that Joker was grotesque. So there has to be something, you know, there ha- there would have to be something like that. Also, if those two things we, were we really won't know until they cast a Commissioner Gordon or a Gordon. That'll in be which? the sign. If in we which? have what in Joker. Oh, okay. Yeah, if they have that guy from the Batman as Gordon in any way, shape, or form, then yeah, it's probably tied in. If it's someone else, Lieutenant Gordon. Well, he would would be even younger then because it because the Joker time frame was yeah, Officer Gordon, yeah, Deputy Gordon Gordon. at that point almost. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. I mean, I don't know. I like I did not, I did not enjoy the movie as a Joker movie. As a character study of an insane person, it was a decent movie. As the Joker, it bothered me the whole way through. Well, so. because it's another take on the ref- on the formation of the character. So I liked it for what it was. It's just I didn't see I didn't see that Joker as having a second film of legs if they weren't going to go broader with it and tie it in some way to you know sparkly Batman. Because that we knew that was coming by that point. So we knew that it was entirely possible that they would find a way or could find a way to tie those things together. But like you said, the more evidence piles up that that's not the case, then I don't see where, well, I don't see what the purpose of the second movie, I don't really see what the purpose of it is. Yeah. So, all right. Well, speaking of uh, second movies, uh, looks like there's going to be an animated Ghostbusters film and a sequel to Afterlife. Oh. What? 
I didn't see Afterlife. I'm talking about pandering, right? Afterlife, it wasn't pandering. There's a, is there a fine line between pandering and fan service? But Afterlife was a lot of fan service, right? And it was done, was it done well? You saw it, right, Kev? I saw it. Um, I thought it was done well. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was everything about it was predictable, though. Like, and, and that from a variety of, for a variety of reasons. Because, I mean, one, because you knew every one of those guys that was alive was going to be in that movie. The, the one you didn't know was the one who wasn't alive. Um, you know, and they cleverly, you know, we're, we're, we're well past spoilers at this point. But, yeah. you know, when, when, when Egon's ghost shows up at the end to help them defeat the enemy, you know, it's kind of, you know, who is the same enemy from the first film, by the way. Um, <laughs> I mean, more or less. And, you know, like there, there was nothing there that was like, uh, uh, there, there were no surprises. Nothing about that film was a surprise. Nothing. You know, even things where you're like, wow, that's surprising. You know, like that, that should have, if I didn't know something, that thing that just happened would have been a surprise. But there is nothing you don't know about the first and technically second Ghostbusters movies at this point in your life if you're a fan. Not even if you're a fan, if you've seen them. In fact, the second one is kind of moot um, in terms of, uh, of afterlife i don't think there was any i don't think there was any references in there i don't think there was any references to the second movie it's it's all about sequeling you know at distance the first movie and that's kind of and it's all you know all over there you know what i mean and of course they set up they set up absolutely they set up a sequel and in, in and again in the most interesting way using ernie hudson you know in a in a in a way that ernie hudson has not been used in this series before you know kind of pushing ernie hudson forward a little bit which i thought was a really really great thing that actually surprised me so i'll i'll say that mm -hmm. that actually surprised me that they went that way that they pushed his character forward in the way that they did and that he will be some sort of one assumes key ish player in whatever this sequel is. That's great. As far as the animated film goes, no idea what they're going to do there. No idea. I wonder if it's going to be like the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Is it going to be canon? Is it going to be like, you know, like, cause I mean, what is official canon obvious for obvious reasons are the three films. The three films that star the original crew. So the the uh, what's what you call it version, uh, Paul Feig version doesn't count, and real Ghostbusters or Filmation's Ghostbusters or anything else calling itself Ghostbusters also doesn't count. It's the three films. So if they're going to do a fourth film, um, and uh, that's going to be in canon. Does this animated film fall into that canon? That I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, so speaking of money in Hollywood, uh, a former <laughs> Disney exec predicts Johnny Depp might return to Pirates. So he said he wouldn't do it for, what did he, for any amount of money? But Any amount of money, I'm sure he said during the trial. Yeah. Ooh, if he takes it, is he going to get charged with perjury if he goes back? That's not perjury, is it? Well, if, if it's, it's 
I don't know. He said he would not do it if no, he does uh-uh. it. Uh-uh. Perjury is perjury is events that have already happened that you're lying about. Okay. Yeah. He didn't lie about something that hasn't ha- that happened, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm and, I, sure and I, right. I believe that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride has opened back up and Captain Jack Sparrow is still part of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah, so. I, I think oh, that's a sign. That? I think that's a sign that they're trying. I think it's a sign that they're trying to get as much out of Johnny Depp as they can. I don't think he'll come. I honestly, I do not think he comes back. Because in the last movie, they set up at least one more, which they always do because they tried to have a whole universe of it. They set up a follow up. If that's just the last one with Johnny Depp, I mean, sure. Um, I I could see that if this like if they let Captain Jack like sail off into the sunset and now it's like and now eventually we'll come back with a disney plus show starring these new young whippersnappers the son of captain jack yeah i mean yeah or they could just have him captain timothy chalamet yeah they could have him intro the movie and not yeah. uh, you know just like be in there for a little bit but i mean again it, it remains to be seen i think that yeah i don't know i mean we'll see what happens with that um you mentioned the Timothy Chalamet. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, right. So he's just in it a little bit, right? Like, like mm-hmm. you know, maybe originally he was. It was going to be he's in the movie a lot, and now they'll give him a whole lot of money just to get him in it, even if it's for a stinger at the beginning or the end, mm-hmm. so that they can say and that he's in it. He's the goal. The search for Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock Sparrow. Um, you the mentioned search for cash. Yeah, you meant that's that's Spaceballs two, right? Or is that Spaceballs three? I don't know. Uh, um, you mentioned Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Christopher Walken has joined the cast Walken? of Dune two. Walken, Christopher Walken, 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 Walken. W A L K E N. Nobody pronounces the L. Christopher You're just Walken. trying to be different. Cool whip. Um, it's Walken. Christopher Walken. The opposite of Christopher walk? Reeve. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Christopher go for a Reeve walk. could not walk. Is that what you're saying? Can, can either of you do a, a walking impression? Who can't do a? You can do one. Not a good one. That's what I'm saying. I, do your walking. Let's hear it. Do your walking. No, I'm not doing my walking. Oh come on! Come on! Do it. Do the no, bit. Do the bit. I'm not gonna do it right now. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'll be honest. I'm doing Jay Moore doing Christopher Walken. I think everybody Jay does Moore Jay Moore. Want to taught me how to do it. Yeah. So. Jay Moore's. I, I remember those stories so vividly. It was like I was there. I was. Um, but it, you know, like, it, yeah. I mean, it, he. I, I think Christopher Walken is a fascinating individual on that. On that. Um, on that, uh, what's what you call it level? That, um, uh, oh shoot, what the hell is his name? Uh, Jurassic Park, Goldblum. Goldblum. He, he's Jeff a Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. He's on the. If there was a movie that starred like Jeff Goldblum and Christopher Walken and like um, uh, that some movie. other enigma. No, no, no. Mickey that, Rourke. I, I, no, I have the enigma in mind. I'm just trying to remember his name. Uh, the dad from um, Back to the Future. Oh, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover, it would be a home run no matter what it was about. 
and the movie is called sit in a room and talk about something vague the weirdos coming this fall <laughs> yeah exactly Three no you say weirdos you say you say the eardos because you don't say the w <laughs> uh let's see let's do other casting Here news as because you know there's a knee yeah uh, do, do you know who uh, Suicide Squad's Daniela Melkor, Melchior is going to be in Guardians 3? I don't even know who that is. Who is this? Who Dan- is this person? Daniela Melchior. Of course, Daniela Melchior. Yeah. Oh, uh, is that Ratcatcher? I think it, it must be. It must be. Yeah, it is. And then uh, Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi are going to be in a new Spy Kids movie. Are they going to play the kids grown up or, or is this a reboot well, with nothing to do with the old one? I think it's completely reboot because the people who play the kids are grown-ups already. Right. So maybe they'd recast them. Uh, yeah, maybe. As, as I would assume that no. it, it's Zachary Levi and Gina Rodriguez playing those kids grown up, right? It would just be weird because Zachary Levi looks absolutely nothing like whoever the kid who played Jeannie Cortez. That chubby little redhead kid. Yeah, who's married to Megan Trainer? For those who don't know, so he's all about that base. Yeah, they have a kid and everything. Yeah, um, no trouble. <laughs> the uh, Spy Kids. Thank the goodness, original. Thank goodness, Sandwich reads the Star. Yeah, and people <laughs> and and keeps us up on the social comings and goings of the celebrity types. That's right. Well, he gets those issues delivered to the uh, to the same. P.O. box that everything comes for the East yeah, Coast. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, had to, I put it under Kev's name, so I, I have uh, deniability. Plausible deniability. Well done. Yes. Uh, let's see. Here's one uh, sandwich might be interested in. Uh-huh. Uh, Justin Lin to direct a Sony version of One Punch Man movie. Yeah, which I'm not a huge fan of because of for One those Punch who Man don't know or the movie One Punch Man is about. Uh, so the, the material is interesting in a way where it's kind of like making fun of like superhero tropes and stuff. The idea is the guy wins every fight in one punch. Literally nothing stops him and he's like upset about it. But it's not like like a like a I'm looking for a competitor. It's like, you know, it's this big guy who's like, I'm the ultimate champion of the world. And this guy beats him in one punch and then it's over. And then they, they, there's comedy for about 15 minutes. So, OK, so let me ask you a question. All right, they're making a one punch man movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is a related question. Why should anyone uh-huh. you're gonna sell me here, Sandwich? Yes. Why should anyone watch my hero academia? Why should they? Yeah. Because apparently this is the most popular thing in the in world. Our genre or for anyone? I have to know specifically what you well give it to our genre, being that this is a program about our genre. So my hero academia, a it's a very easy, easily digestible anime. The concepts are not over the top. It's also a superhero high school. All the people in the show are kids who are born with superpowers, learning to be a superhero. So it's easily digestible, and it's about superheroes, essentially. Mm-hmm. And some of the tropes that we see in uh, Western media is shown in that anime. Okay. Um, and it's not... Like, you don't have to worry about deeper meetings a lot of the time. It's just, like, basic high school drama, but not as, like, CW-like. I see. 
Yeah. But it's, it's definitely up there. It's definitely a decent... Uh, it's a good... If you don't watch anime, it's a good intro to anime if you're interested. Yeah, a lot of people are, are, are talking about it. One, two, there is a number of different companies doing toy yes. lines. Yes. Including one Carlin, of the, who's it's doing definitely, two different scales. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not the best anime, but it's a good beginner anime. Like, what is the best anime sandwich? Um, you say One Piece. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Why? I don't know. I don't know anything. What I'm saying right now. Okay. Well, I'm One Piece is speaking Japanese. What? I'm speaking I, Japanese. I said I might as well be speaking Japanese because I just said <laughs> One Piece as though I knew what One Piece was. One Piece is an excellent uh, anime and manga, actually. Um, manga. Manga. Kev anime. watches hentai. He doesn't watch the manga. He's into the hentai. Oh, don't say that joke. Don't say that joke. <laughs> it's all about the tentacles, baby. Oh. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, this is another thing where I also, back to the one punch thing, I'm questioning the scale of how this is going to work because in the like first season, he fights like the basically Thanos. But like a way more over the top powerful Thanos. I'm not saying he's more powerful than Thanos. Is it live anime. action or is it animated? It's animated, but I think this is supposed to be live action. Oh, oh th- that's what I mean. The movie is it live action or I animated? I think it's supposed to be live action from everything I'm seeing here. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna say David Arquette for One Punch Man. <laughs> is Why? It, doesn't, I don't know. Doesn't David? Doesn't David. One Punch Man kind of look like? Uh... Caillou? It's a bald dude. It's a little, little bald chubby guy, right? A bald dude. Not chubby. He's like 5'10 and bald. He's not to be chubby, but... All right. I don't know. 5'10 and bald. Sandwiches anime shop coming this fall. <laughs> we'll dub it. We'll have a video and we'll do. We'll dub over my voice. It's like... I'm trying to think of how we work that through. It's like... It's like anime witch. Uh... What's the, is there a Japanese sandwich that isn't just sandwichame? Uh, the sushi shop. The sushi shop. No, that's awful. <laughs> um, and with yeah. that, we will take this episode. Oh, geez. <laughs> you know, we are we are running long, but I think that we should talk about because uh, we said we would. We got a, we got some of the streamers to talk about. Um, do you want to talk about? Uh, Star Wars and the streaming shows from Star Wars. Oh, you're talking about Kenobi? Hello there. <laughs> way, to, way to leap right in with both gullible feet there, Sandwich. <laughs> I knew he had it ready, so I just want, I <laughs> thanks, want to Thanks for throwing me a bone, whereas Kev screwed me earlier by not saying a certain <laughs> show title. I, I didn't screw you at all, sir. I just know a setup when I see it coming. <laughs> all right, fine. So let's start with you, Kev. What did you think about... Kenobi. Hello there. I like. It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah, I'm so proud of that. That makes me feel good. Good. That was good. (laughs) That was good. Uh, All right. Who wants to? I liked it. All right. I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I like it. I did not like it as much as Mandalorian, but I definitely liked it more than Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. But I think it. I think it caused more problems with previous uh, properties than anything. 
Oh, you mean like the, the, the canon that things. happens in other places? This is disrupting some of the other it, properties. It that what certainly, you mean? it certainly did, especially Star Wars. It certainly there were a number of illusions made in Star Wars that were just kind of cast aside for this movie. Um, 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 and by illusions, I mean something that was suggested to have us think one way and then ultimately to just have to throw that out the window because this happened. You know, like, for example, I don't get the impression at all that uh, that Leia knows who Ben Kenobi is in Star Wars. You know, who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. I, when she's making that little recording, she's talking about you served my father years ago during the Clone Wars. Now he begs you. Well, one, and you saved me. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah. Well, one, why isn't he reaching out? Because clearly he did that in this show. So why is his daughter reaching out? One, two, she has no, you know, she has no, I, I, th there's nothing in Star Wars that leads me to believe in any way, shape, or form that she knows who Obi Wan Kenobi is. None. Now, and yet it, this is going to be, don't you think, a fairly significant in, in, instance, you know, of time in her life, that time she was kidnapped and rescued by that guy, Ben. She's 10. She's not four, yeah. you know, and where you might forget something like that, perhaps, or, or it, it, it causes you problems, but you don't have a recollection as to what it is that's causing. Them. She's 10. You know. And that means in a few short years, what what did we decide? How old are they? They're like in, ten or nine. Yeah, so it's How like old? nine years later. They're like nine or ten. So, so nine years later, roughly she, a decade. She's yeah. talking about him like she does no idea who he is. That's like that's that's a major one. There are other ones too. There are illusions yeah. that there are definitely illusions made both in episode three and in Star Wars that Vader and Kenobi have not seen each other since for yeah for years and years and years and if he was hiding if Vader now knows that Obi-Wan was hiding on Tatooine so why on earth would uh, did i miss something in the series that explains why he doesn't have the full weight of the empire land on Tatooine, and I don't, I don't well, think he knew that he was on Tatooine. I think only absolutely the, did. Only the girl knew. Absolutely, he knew. No, Vader didn't go to Tatooine. Only I know, Rita I know, did right. But they but, were dispatched there. But the very last scene of five of, of Vader. Was... No, no, the very last scene of Vader in uh, in Kenobi. Hello there. Is that the Emperor saying? Are you going to give up on this chasing the Jedi thing and move forward with the business of the Empire? You know, are you fully committed? Are you still living in the past? And he says, no, I'm committed to you, my master, right? So, like, he told him, all right, enough about the Kenobi. Hello there. I mean, I, 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 guess, that's, I guess that's a fair interpretation. But I just, I, I don't know. I just, it, it just feels awkward to me. And it feels, yeah. it feels different than... And don't get me wrong. I understand things are going to be different. I understand they're going to twist um, things to fit the narrative that they want to tell now. I get that. I just, I wasn't big on it. And they're doing, and, and rumor has it, another series is in the works. Yeah, they they're definitely want to do a season two. 
But I mean, and they don't have the to have. Fuck is that season? But they don't have to have Luke and Leia in it, and they really don't have to have Darth Vader in it. No, is it just they him don't. training. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, I hope to God it's more than that. But you know, like it was. I yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I I really I have to say again, there were parts of it that I liked. There were parts of it I definitely didn't. Overall, I liked it, and and liking it better than Boba Fett is saying. Well, not much because Boba Fett set a really low bar, but um, I, it's definitely not nearly as good as The Mandalorian. You could take the worst episode of The Mandalorian, whatever you happen to think that is, and put it up against the best episode of Kenobi, and that Mandalorian episode is still going to come out on top. Oh, Scott. What? You missed it. Oh, did I miss one? Oh, Hello there. Just... He did. I, you're right. I missed it. I, was, I zoned out a little bit there because um, I was thinking... Well, you know, that's my problem. I, I, whenever other people are talking, all I'm thinking is not my turn, not my turn, not my turn, and then go. But um, I was going to ask you, Kev, what you said you, you like. Be in the now, man. I know. I got to live in the now. What did you like? What did you like about Kenobi? Hello there. I, 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 I like that he was back. I like that he was broken, <clears throat> at least at the beginning of the series. I liked, uh, I liked his interactions most of them with Owen because it's setting up what happens in episode four. Now, again, the end didn't make sense. Owen's like, go ahead and meet him. Well, no, that's not the, it, the Owen from the early part of the series is the Owen we get in episode four. I don't want you to have anything to do with that crazy old man. Stay away from that crazy old man and la, 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 la. So at the end, he's kind of like, why don't you go ahead and meet him? And he clearly gets that ship at some point because he's flying it around when we see him in New Hope. Mm -hmm. You know, and if it, it would be one thing if Luke was like sneaking off and having a friendship with the old man behind his uncle's back to defy his uncle because, uh, you know, because his uncle is a douche, whatever. But the point is, is that there's no illusion to the fact that Owen Owen's feelings about Obi-Wan ever change, but that that's not what happened at the end of the series. At the end of the series, he's like, go ahead and meet him. You know, maybe you're not so bad, Obi-Wan. Then why has he got such a hard on for him hate wise during New Hope? You know, I just don't I just that that's again, that's one of those things. So I liked some of that. I liked some of that interaction. Obviously, the scene between him and Obi-Wan where he's like, you mean like you trained his like all that little bit was great. I have to say it's probably the best stuff, maybe in the first two episodes. The flip that it was Leia and not Luke as the problem was genius. Genius. Because that trailer set us up all thinking the same thing. He's on Tatooine, he's supposed to be watching Luke. And that's that's what we're going to get. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're we're going to get him in some way looking over and there's a problem and it has to do with Luke. And it isn't at all. That was brilliant. What a brilliant like red herring that trailer was because it led you to believe entirely things that weren't true. That was good. There was some characterization and things in the show I thought that was really good as well. But again, it there there comes a problem, in my opinion. There comes a problem when you introduce new things into Star Wars that happen 
sort of, you know, like that have never existed before, but you get the feeling like they've they supposed to have existed in that world forever. Let's take the the load droid as one. I never saw a load droid before, at least not one that looked humanoid like that. That's number one. Never saw him in any of the prequels. And I never saw one or anything like one in any of like New Hope or anything after that. So did load droids just become the fashion during the rise of the empire or what? You know, like, and again, this is a problem. You have to kind of suspend your disbelief when they do introduce new things like that. And you do kind of have to put aside kind of, okay, well, maybe we just didn't have the opportunity to see a load droid in the prequels. All right, fair. But that kind of stuff, sometimes it can take me out of it. But that said, I like the design of that droid and the idea of it and so on and so forth. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I could go on, but there was some dumb shit too. Like the electric gate, like the laser gate. Like, do you really need to hack that gate open, Obi-Wan? Because by the time you took to hacking that gate open, you could have walked around. They even did the, the mistake here is whoever the, the director and cinematographer were, they did an overhead shot of the gate which showed you that uh, there was nothing on either side of the gate. Why didn't they just walk around it? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm deadly serious. It, go look at that scene again. You know, when it's him and Leia and they're fighting the, the stormtroopers at the gate, he's about to get exposed and he kills the stormtroopers. Doesn't he knock one up in the air? He force throws one up in the air or something and he falls on the gate and it cuts him in half. Yeah. Right? That scene. They then take time to open the gate when there is nothing preventing them from walking around it. They're actually closer, I think, to one of the ends when they do that, where they can simply just walk around the gate. So I don't get that. I mean, there's a lot of little stuff like that in there also. So, right. yeah, liked it, didn't love it, got a lot of problems. But also there was some, you know, there were some nice things. Quinlan Voss was a nice thing. Uh, who is that? The, the reference to Quinlan. So when they're in the when they're in the Jedi, the, basically the the Jedi Underground Railroad right. place. Um, and he's looking at the writings on the walls, and he says Quinlan was here. Quinlan Voss is an amazing character, an amazing Jedi character, who they have done frankly nothing with. I think he appeared in Clone Wars a few times. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Um, but he also was in a novel. It was him and Asajj Ventress after she was, after she fell from grace or whatever the story is there. Um, there was something, I, I never read that novel. And I think it's decanonized, but I'm not sure entirely. But that's a great, Quinlan Vasa, great in that era character in the Clone Wars and now we know he's alive at least, at least until Kenobi. Um, that's a character that you could do something with. That's a character that probably could carry, um, that could carry a Disney Plus show. What if they did one about the, what if they did a show about the Jedi, you know, Underground Railroad? You know, what if they did that? That would be great. You could use all kinds of different characters for that. Um, you know, it could be different characters every week or every couple of weeks. You could have arcs. You could have one-off episodes. Sometimes they make it. Sometimes they don't. There's a lot of, you could get, what's his name? Um, 
uh, Kamal Ninjani, who was probably one of my favorite characters on the show. He could be involved some way in that because it looks like, you know, he kind of already was. He was doing it illegally. What what if he decides to do it the right way? And so on and so on and so on. And what, Kamal is like everywhere. Wasn't He also was in an episode of The Boys, right? Was he an episode? Of the, I, I, I feel is, like... If it's a new season, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. I caught up on The Boys this week, so. Oh, did you? Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Sandwich, what are your thoughts on the show? Um, I liked Obi-Wan and probably in the same that. boat. Liked it. Didn't love it. Um, you know, I had s- small beefs in the beginning about Leia acting like she's like 18 when she's a nine-year-old. She said and did some certain things that felt away, like kind of above her age. But I mean, smart kids are definitely something that happens. Not like it's unheard of having a super smart kid for no reason. I thought the I have a thought on that. I thought the girl Inquisitor. We'll go. I should. We got Kev. Um. Uh. I I think she's force sensitive. And I Maybe. think they displayed that on more than one occasion in the show. Okay which I guess Obi-Wan would have picked up on, but I guess Vader wasn't close enough to her to pick up on. Yeah. But she definitely was because she read her cousin. Mm -hmm. You know, you're afraid or whatever it is. And I don't chalk up any of anything Leia does in that show. I do not chalk up to chance or intelligence. I chalk it up to the fact that she's force sensitive. And and that it's in some way that's what she's doing. And I wonder that that force sensitiveness is what makes her a good, you know, ambassador and so on and so forth. And I'm wondering if that is the illusion to her being able to do that in the show. I wonder if that is supposed to carry forward into her adulthood because it would make a lot of sense. So sorry, go on. Um, yeah, I had a problem with this, the th- third sister, whatever her name is, because like it felt like maybe they're trying to set it up to be more impactful story, but it felt like just filler to me. It felt like it started as, okay, maybe this is something and ended as, wow, that was nothing. And maybe that's just my read on it, but like I feel like we didn't gain anything from that character story-wise or otherwise. In fact, it only gave me more questions because in episode four, when Luke has to be explained, this is a lightsaber. These are Jedi. Did he not notice the person chasing him for like 20 minutes with a lightsaber and using the force? Did, did, did he just not look behind him or just acknowledge any of that? Because I, I understand what Leia might have gone through might not have been as traumatizing, but being chased in the middle of the night by someone with a lightsaber trying to kill you might leave an impression. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, we could do this all day. You know, yeah. here, here's, an, here's another one to throw out. How come Qui-Gon Jinn can get stabbed through the stomach with a lightsaber, but He's done. not one, but two Inquisitors get stabbed that way and both survive? It's hate. Hate, hate keeps you alive. Hate leads to things. Yeah, apparently. Um. Yeah, you know, hate, hate is plot soon. armor coming soon. Yeah, my my, I, I kind of agree with that. And I was also thinking, like, you know, Vader's walking through the town at the beginning and just throwing people around, breaking necks. I'm like, why doesn't he just break somebody's neck when he's fighting them? You know, like, I mean, like, why do you stop using the force to actually 
and, and just Again, focus on your lightsaber. All day we could do this. Yeah. So all right. All day. I he, uh he put out he put he lit the fire and then he put the fire out, right? With the force. Right? Mm-hmm. Why when she shot it and ignited it back up and then grabbed slowly grabbed Obi-Wan and got him out of there during that scene? Why didn't he just put the fucking fire out again? Why'd he stand there menacing? Yeah, why do you stand there like what what the he he almost was like, what the hell what the hell's happening? What what is what there's fire and I fire again? I didn't plan this fire. I did I did like the lightsaber battle with uh with Reva when he like breaks her dual saber and he's oh, got one in each hand and then he gives her one. You know, I like that one. I like that fight scene. Hey, uh, I don't I don't want to let this go, but speaking of, I, I mean I do want to let it go, but speaking of sabers, anybody check out that Haslab lately? It's like five hundred. Save it, save it, save it, save it, right? Save it. Save it for okay, save it for save product. It. Save it for product. All right. Uh, um, and with that, Haslab, folks, Haslab yeah. update coming in segment two. Segment tonight. two. Uh, let, let's end Star Wars by saying that uh, Liam, it looks like Liam Neeson's going to return as the voice of Qui-Gon Jinn on something called Tales of the Jedi. So I think that might be an yes. uh, animated animated show, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Um, and then, so let's just wrap up. Let's wrap up Disney Plus by saying you can also see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is on Disney Plus now. Yes, that's true. And I do a rewatch. We'll we'll come back and talk about Ms. Marvel maybe next week. Oh yeah, that'll I, give me a chance have to, to watch see all of more that. than one episode. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had time to watch Ms. Marvel. I haven't had time to watch any Stranger any Stranger Things. Any got you guys? Caught I'm up like halfway through one, season four. One episode Stranger Things. One episode Umbrella Academy. One episode The Boys. One episode, Miss Marvel. I'm halfway through Stranger Things. I might spend the weekend trying to get through Miss Marvel because that'll be shorter than the boys. And you Umbrella can't. You Academy. got that thing to do this weekend. Uh, yeah, I know, but I have other at hours at the place that day. Is he going to do the thing at the place? The thing at the place. He's going to see the guy. About actually, the thing. actually, no. There is no guy. If the guy's there, we're gonna have a problem. The guy shouldn't be there that day. That's true. Um, Sandwich. I just realized what you were talking about, and it's not what I was talking about. I was making a joke about the fact that you have that this that thing to do this weekend, which is to play Fortnite with me. Oh, um, and maybe the game. and maybe Dave, if he got an Xbox to replace the one he blew up. Oh, um, no. That's the joke I was making. However, your thing, the one you said, is accurate. Yeah. So good. Good for you. Pulling back the curtain, Sandwich has weekend plans. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sandwich is but so if you're looking to play with Sandwich uh on Fortnite this weekend, he is booked. Even if he's playing Fortnite, he is also booked. So let's let's decide here which one I, I was able to catch up on the boys, so I am totally caught up on the boys. So I vote we talk boys next week. Okay, well that would mean we'll have to get through the boys then. Can you commit to that sandwich? Sure. Uh, and see the enthusiasm in his voice. It's pretty good. No, I, I'm enjoying I'm just it. Thinking, he knows like, what's coming. He no, knows what's coming. No, because I'm thinking we're at seven or eight episodes of The Boys now, Scott. Yeah, seven are out. And I think, so I'm assuming that the eighth one is going to be. And what are we going? To, are we going to eight? Or are we going to more than that? I think it's eight, right? I think so. And, and I will say this I, I saw the, the Hero Gasm episode that's all over the news. Yeah. And 
I mean, maybe I feel like they overhyped it. Yeah, it's graphic, but the show's graphic anyway. It's like, okay, so you know, we're used to seeing all the blood and guts and people getting cut in half and their guts just falling out. And so now that you kind of they kind of do that with a sex episode, but it's like, I don't feel it's any more offensive or gross than the normal gross out episode of The Boys. But again, maybe that's because they overhyped it when I, maybe when I watched they the episode. Save that opinion for when we talk about The Boys next. Didn't week. they spear a whale with a boat last season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some good stuff with the deep this season. So okay, all right, let's. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about the boys next time. But again, I, I am enjoying the new season of that. Uh, and then yeah, do you, Kev, do you want to take us to uh, break? And with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG episode six hundred and seventy five. I was throwing you numbers. 85. 85. Damn it, I was close. You got to look. I was trying to help you. Did we All say... I saw was you waving like an animal. Is this it's episode... Eight. It's eight. <laughs> is this episode titled uh, Thick Like Our Prep Sheet? Is that what it was? Hashtag I mean, that's thick. not what I called it. What, what are you calling it? I don't know. Just Thick Like Our Prep, prep Sheet doesn't... Isn't really <laughs> doing it. All right. Anyway, we'll be right back. After these messages... We'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. 
What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Forgive me if I don't shake hands. Hi, this is Val Kilmer from the movie Tombstone. You're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Isn't that a daisy? And he really is big. What an ugly thing to say. Stay tuned. I'm your huckleberry. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Hefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. All right, guys, we got a couple of voicemails here. Let's uh, kick those in right here. You ready? Let's go. Hey, guys, it's superfan David D. calling in to give you the report of FurnaceCon that took place on June 4th, this past June 4th. First of all, I want to thank you for helping us get the word out. We had a fantastic turnout, 
And between uh, everything we raised, we raised about half the price of the new furnace for the church, which was fantastic. And I want to thank you again for your support. We had some fantastic raffles. We had a Keith Williams Scarlet Witch sketch. We had a Dan Parent, Archie, Betty, and Veronica piece. Uh, classic artist Ron Wilson from the 70s of Marvel did a great thing sketch for us. And we also had a huge AMC prize package. AMC Networks sent a surprise package of uh, all the uh, all the seasons of uh, The Walking Dead on Blu-ray, some cool sneakers, backpack, hat, you name it. It was all in there. Raffled all that off and raised a lot of dough. And now I'm going to tell you that Huracan returns on Saturday, November 19th at Bethany Church. That is located in East Rockaway, New York. That is on Long Island, by the way, if anybody's asking. We're already lining up some great guests, so keep an eye on our social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, all of that stuff. Look for Huracan or Huracan LI, and you can check out everything that's going to be happening with us in November. November 19th, Huracan returns. Hopefully, there'll be a sandwich sighting that day in East Rockaway, New York. Thanks again, guys, for all your help getting the word out. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. We're trying to actually set up a booth for people to donate money. And if they reach a certain point, Sandwich will remove the sweat shorts, revealing his shorty shorts, and there will be cake and he will well, sit in it. So, We're trying to make that happen. That, the only for- slight problem is I might have something important to do that day. Not a joke. What on earth could you possibly have to do on November the 19th? My mother's instead birthday. Of, instead of going to Huracan. It's my mother's birthday. Oh, don't talk no, about it. You know mother. what you could do? You know what you could do? You know what present? I'm not could- bringing my mother to Huracan to see me and cake, <laughs> by the way. You know what you could do? You could you could leave her alone for five minutes. That would be the greatest gift. I've left her alone for six years in Jersey. <laughs> I'm just saying she probably could use the break. Well, you think I moved to Hawaii for no reason. <laughs> just to get away from the sandwich just needed a break yeah well from thanks for sandwich. thanks for the report there we love our friends over at huracan and maybe the yeah. sandwich can help raise enough money for the other half of the furnace so we'll see let's let's not forget furnace con that's two cons we're talking about. yeah they got it's a, they're a super two fan church. super fan dave d yeah we will guarantee that sandwich will appear yeah. at that show no. yeah all right, we got we got one more voicemail here, gentlemen. Let's uh, let's pick Some that guy up. dressed as a sandwich will just appear at the show and <laughs> the shit sandwiches for the show. Yeah, ask me about my wiener. He's going to be dressed like that, that one from, exactly. Yeah, got it. Exactly. How how much? Add that to the begathon list. We got to get sandwich a sandwich costume. We got to add that first New York Comic Con and then yeah, an first and for only New York Comic Con. <laughs> that's what we need to work on now. So all right. Well, here's our next voicemail. Enough of the Dungeons and Dragons. You know who this is. So when you call into the GVM line. What was the, well, hold on, hold on. What was the, 1-7-3-0-2-5-4-7. And you leave an ambiguous no, what it, can you thing. play it again? Are you play, Is it possible to play it again? I was going to say, yeah, I'll play it again. I was saying, when you okay. call into the GVM line, turn your TV down. But yeah, let's, or, let's and listen. make sure at least that you're like, you know, clear voiced and go ahead. Let's, I think I know who it is based on the. the I, I think I know who it is. Too. I think you and I are thinking it's the same person. Here we go. Enough of the Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you know who this yeah. is. 
Yeah, I do know who that is. That would be Geek Stuff TNG Fortnite TNG member Cousin Dave. What do you call him? And me? what he's uh, saying is it's a he's he's had enough of the of the D D bit. Oh. <laughs> it took 18 years for him to get there, but and I believe that Sandwich and I have been encouraging him to call in and, and leave a comment about something or, or you know share his opinion about something. Well, I mean, you can't say he didn't do it. He yeah. did. So oh man he won't give it won't in response and in response dave we're gonna say enough of you breaking body parts and your fucking bird oh my god and your blown bird. up machine and so yeah so there so enough enough of those things when all of those things stop we'll stop the D bit cousin dave's bird makes me understand why uh the fucking cat from looney tunes does what he does <laughs> You mean Sylvester? Yeah, I wasn't committed to that name too much. So I'm like, let me just be ambiguous. With let it. me just say the cat. Because <laughs> there's only one. Yeah. Oh, that that, you know, that's one of the things that makes me feel the uh, generational divide there, Sandwich, because you did not grow up with Looney Tunes as I did. So no, no, no. I was going to say Sylvester Stallone. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> let me just say Close. the cat. Different oh, animated I, characters. I need somebody to do the Sylvester voice and read Rambo lines or you know Sylvester Stallone's lines in the Sylvester <laughs> voice. Suffering succotash. Suffering succotash. <laughs> uh, all right. Should I don't we know any do, Rambo lines. Do, I'm just not, do, let me think. Someone uh, just say it's how, over, Johnny. How, yeah, it's over, Johnny. How, how about that's not, over? That's not Rambo's line. I know, but I'm saying then you. T- it's over. It's never over. Nothing it's is over. over. Nothing, is, Nothing over. is over until we decide it is. <laughs> no, that's not even. I'm doing John Belushi's lines from oh, from Animal House, Animal House. Sylvester. <laughs> oh, that was so believable, though. Yeah, I it was good. Said anything? I want to let you have it. How about First Blood? They drew First Blood, not me. They drew First Blood, not me. I I can't. I haven't even heard it long enough. I don't even know he if that sounds. Of, he sounds offended. <laughs> It just sounds upset. Episode, Not like angry, but like, hey, I didn't do it. Episode 685, Kev does impressions. We got Walken. We got Sylvester. What else can we do? You got no legs. You got no legs. <laughs> is is that remember. Forrest Gump? You got no legs, Lieutenant Dan? No, uh-uh. That's a Rambo line. No, what about, a Rambo line. What about talking to, what's his name? Wait, wait, Kev. Wait, I'll set up Kev. Hey, Kev. Yeah. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> That's not that's not uh, a Rambo line either. I know, but it's a, 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 a alone. <laughs> there is no tomorrow. That's not so much no that to- line. I know, but he's in the movie. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Hey, is there any Mike Magnola in the news? Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. You're not going to give me any Magnola. Come on, the fans. Yeah. So um. As you know, I created Hellboy, and um, I've basically been kind of a douchey guy ever since. <laughs> Big Kev's impressions stuff. All right, let's do this. Geek Stuff. Product reviews. I believe Mr. Kev has something to talk about. Yep, I do. Uh, so as you know or don't know, I'm a fan of the video game called Fortnite. And recently, 
that Fortnite has fallen under the regrettable banner of Hasbro. Now, this isn't to say that Hasbro is doing a bad job with the pieces that they make. However, they have made maybe six or seven or something since they've gotten the license while Jazzwares was pumping out like 20 a year, whatever it was. In six inch, I should say, because Hasbro's license is specifically six inch. I believe Jazzwares still has the four inch license on Fortnite. Um, and also McFarlane also did a turn at Fortnite as well. I think it was McFarlane, then Jazzwares, I think, and then Hasbro. Um, regardless, uh, one of my favorite design characters of all time has been made into a figure, and I'm here to present you him today. It's da -da -da, Man Cake. It is a man made of pancakes for the uninitiative. I was going to say, right. I've never heard of Man Cake. You got to look at that head. So it is right. a guy made of pancakes. Thus, he is a man cake. He's got syrup on his head, a little pat of butter there. You can pat see. of butter. So uh, this man cake is uh, designed at, as the current uh, Western-themed man cake that appears in the game. Uh, he comes with a lot of accessories. He comes with a pair of uh, six guns that have waffle-type handles, which is really fun. Uh, he comes with the cowboy hat head. So the syrup bit, I'm going to try to show you this here. So that, that syrup bit. You see that syrup bit and head and mustache is one piece, but it comes with trying to get it. It comes with a bit without the hat and the mustache. So you could just make him regular man cake a bit more like uh, the image on the front of the box like that. All right. He also comes with a bottle of syrup. He comes with um, this is a cute Western uh, theme little back piece uh they call it back back bling um it's it looks like an old bag of money but inside is actually pancakes dripping with butter and syrup cool uh he also comes with his uh rifle harvesting weapon which has uh, a a blade on the end with pancakes sticking off the end of it uh a regular sort of golden you know machine gun uh, style. I can't remember which one that is. Is that the Ranger rifle? That's what it looks like. I can't see it. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, a variety of accessories and also one giant cannon. <laughs> it also comes with a giant cannon. So, I've never seen a cannon in the game. Maybe I've missed cannons it. in the game. Oh, well, it's new to me. So, there you go. It's new so, to me. That's a different bit. Yeah. So this is actually now this is a bit of a deluxe because of the canon, all the bits. I'm not sure exactly why they decided to do man cake here as a deluxe. Um, also, new packaging. This is the new Hasbro um, minimal plastic packaging. So we think at some point this will probably go away too. that window plastic window. Uh, just like Marvel Legends, it will be a completely closed cardboard box, so you won't be able to see the figure inside, which, oh. yeah, that's going to make thieving figures really difficult, um, figure swaps and so forth. Um, 
so there's that he's got a butter bandolier on also talking about the design really really brilliant stuff um man cake runs if you can find him i feel like he's around about 40 thereabouts um so it's the figure all the accessories and the cannon i think which is pushing it the cannon i think is what's pushing it over the um over the top into that more expensive category Mm. um and yeah, so uh, that's the latest. Now, I bring this up also because I wanted to share with you. I shared before with Sandwich. Um, if you're a Patreon, you probably heard some of that. Is I think Man Cake is one of those great designs in Fortnite that I really, really, really enjoy. Like a lot. And hysterically, um, what one of the things that Fortnite does is they make sort of alternate versions or different skins of the same character. My favorite of all time, I still think is Peely, um, who is basically just a giant banana, but they've done him at least 10 different ways that I can think of like frozen banana. He's all blue with like ice things on him. They did like something like Peelis Maximus, which is like Peely, but he's a Roman emperor. Uh, they did unpeely which is like Peely at the beach, but he doesn't have a peel on. So he's just sort of the inside part of the banana, which I thought was really cool. There's there's P33LY. Have you seen this one sandwich? Heard of it. It's like the, uh, it's kind of like the, um, what would you call it? Like a, almost like a super science version of Peely where he's like all black and he's got tech on him and stuff like that. That one was really cool. Um, and then there's other ones as well. Uh, there's um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like half Peely and half what Peely's skeleton looks like underneath, like the visual Peely, um, which is really great. Anyway, the point of this is that uh, we um, we do uh, not we Fortnite does all these different designs and Mancake has just released a design in the game. Um, uh, called, I think he's called, is it general? I'm not sure if it's general or major, major man cake. And the way you get the skin for major man cake is, uh, you have to play this God awful game called fall guys. (laughs) It's awful. I mean, it's just awful. And uh, I mean, you, you, I, I mean, it, it's everything I hate about video games. And I had to play 100 rounds of it in order to get the skin and all the other stuff that goes with um, with uh, uh, major man cake, if it's major. Um, but I did it because I really wanted the skin. But oh, my God, what a piece of it's like you're this tiny little weeble wobble looking guy and like a jelly you know, bean flags, kind of like a jelly bean with like, yeah, he looks almost a little avocado too. And uh, the, the point is, is you have to go through and you do these little mazes and little races and things. And in order to get this skin, you have to do 100 rounds. But you get the whole kit along the way. You get the spray, you get the harvesting tool, you get the back bling um, and you get the skin. I, I'm forgetting something in there because I'm, I'm, I think there was five. Maybe maybe there's four. Um, the point is, is uh, you can go if you're a Fortnite fan, you can go. Um, download that Fall Guys thing, link it up with your uh, your account there, and you too can get the Major Man Cake skin. Um, also in Fortnite news, 
for Fourth of July, they re-released Captain America. Who? Oh, you know I bought that shit sandwich <laughs> like instantly. So isn't it harder uh, to there... hide as Captain America with red, white, and blue? What's that? Isn't it harder to hide as red, yeah. white, and blue? Well, Star in this Spiegel case, I wasn't worried about hiding it. It's just my favorite character, so. You know, and according to Sandwich, there is no such thing as hiding in Fortnite. So, so it doesn't matter if Sandwich is the Berserker category. Just just goes out to take everybody out. Just goes wild. He's he's Leroy Jenkins. No, uh, uh, no, no. Sandwich is a well well trained assassin inside that game. So do not mistake, sir. Do not mistake. Anyway. Hey, how about those Haslabs? Oh, hold on. I got I have production for this. Hold on. Oh, oh. This is Kevin destroying the box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? And now another big Kev Hasbro rant. Some bullshit. Bullshit, I say. That Geek production stuff. is so long. TNG. It's only 30 seconds. Hasbro rants deserve a little bit of something. It'd be like 15 seconds. Ah, it's a whole segment, so though. Let's talk about the state of uh, the two current Haslabs that um, Hasbro, a multi-billion dollar company, is running in order to crowdsource things that they should be offering directly on their website without any of this nonsense. And the first one, of course, we're going to talk about is the Star Wars one. Revealed at Celebration, it's Reva's double-ended lightsaber from Kenobi. Not even close to funding? Oh, from, Scott. From Kenobi. Oh, God damn it. Hello there. Hello there. I'm, I'm back twice. <sighs> so, uh, and as expected, when it was revealed, nobody cares. So they are how many days left? Just over a week. Six days. Just under a week. Where are they at? Where 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 are they at day wise? How many days left? Six, six days. Three six hours. Six days. One minute. Okay, so six days, and they have how many backers? One thousand three hundred and sixteen of the target five thousand. Out of how many? Five thousand. Five thousand. It's been up since celebration. That's a month ago. And 1300. So once again, once also running again, for about 500. What's that? Uh, the buy-in is 500. Oh yeah. 500. Yeah. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that the buy-in is 500. So that's going to be two failed star Wars has labs yep. in a row. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm putting money down right now. Anybody want to, anybody want to challenge me? Go over to the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. And you put your good money against mine that there is no way in hell in six days that this magically goes to 5,000. They just announced over the weekend, they announced a plastic, clear plastic stand to come with this device, which I don't know if they showed it or not. Did they show it? I couldn't. I didn't notice that in the okay. like um, the bits for it. 
Well, and they were so excited about this and so positive that this was going to be the thing. When they released it, they said, there's going to be no tears. There's going to be no extra things. This is it. This is the whole enchilada right here. This is what you're getting. And now with six days left to go, and it hasn't even reached half now. Oh, well, here's a plastic stand. Is it plastic or metallic? I think it's pla- I'm sure they said it was plastic. Oh, I'm looking here. It says includes metallic gray stand. Okay, that might be that might be the new thing. There was a new thing announced had something. To, it said clear stand. So I'm not sure what that means. Do you see anything on there? It says clear stand or plastic or anything. No, maybe I'm just not seeing it, but unless they reworked the whole page so that it didn't look like a late edition because they were desperate to reach anyone. Just you know, includes display stand. Yeah. At this point, at this point, even if they did an Ula action figure and slave Leia, I don't think this thing is going to fund <laughs> in six days. So uh, once again, the tone deaf Hasbro team the tone deaf Hasbro team on, on Star Wars once again is failing to bring a product to market because rather than listen to the fans and rather than giving the fans what they want, they continue to listen to marketing people who have no idea what they're doing. How further down does this uh, uh, brand have to slide before somebody at Hasbro wakes up and goes, you know what? We need new blood in here. We need new ideas. We need to listen to what the fans are asking for. So let's look at what that looks like. Sandwich, give us the update on the G.I. Joe classified HasLab that started how many days ago? Four, five, not even. So we have 41 days left on the Haslab. The buy-in is 300. The target was 8,000. They're currently at 13 and a half. A little over. And there. they funded it in the first something like seven hours. I think it was a new Haslab record. Beat the Razor Crest. So this is a six-inch scale Hiss tank to go along with your G.I. Joe Classified. That is the six-inch scale line, which has become really popular with collectors. And let's talk about what you get. You get a brilliantly updated, designed Cobra Hiss tank, all fully realized, much more so than the original three and three quarter version that came out oh uh, thirty odd years ago, thirty five years ago, whatever it was. How old are you, Scott? Uh, I think at last count it was like sixty five or seventy. I'm not sure if I'm a pension age yet or not. So probably more like forty years ago then. But the the point is, is that it is fully rendered, fully realized, decoed, updated, and so on. You get the driver. Right out of the gate, he comes with the driver. If it funded in the first 24 hours, they created another whole character figure for you to get called the Tech. You got it there, Sandwich? What's he called? The Tech? I'm looking for it. His Technician? 
tac- tactician action figure. Yeah, the Hiss tactician action figure. No one knows what that is because they're creating it for this. And they did a brilliant thing here as well. The original guy who designed the Hiss tank and designed a lot of the characters and things, he has put together a bunch of color options that were originally pitched for the Hiss driver that were not accepted. And the people who back this tank will get to choose which color version of that character is made. I think there's four different varieties. There's one up there that's red and black. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Amazing. It's mostly black. It's got like red highlights and things. That one's pretty amazing. I hope that one wins. Um, so you're, you're now you're two figures out of uh, out of the out of the game in the first 24 hours, right? The first tier, I don't remember what the I don't remember what the price was. The first tier got you this huge these missile racks that attached to the side of it. The second tier was a clear canopy, so it was basically the idea that they were giving you a version of the canopy that existed in the original four inch version of the toy and some tread covers. They're little accessories. They don't mean very much. If you're a, if you're sort of a complete uh, historian or, or you like the original versions, you're able to swap that canopy out and you'll have something that's a little bit closer to the original version. And then the next tier um, the one that they're getting close to isn't the next one 14,000 sandwich. Yeah, they got 14 and 16 to look forward to. So at 14,000, and where are they now? 13,5? 13, 13,6. 13,6. So 400 more people do this. They're going to give you another all new figure. It's a female. What are they calling her? A female driver? Female tank driver? I can't find it here. I don't know why. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure that you're getting a female gunner. It might be like female gunner or something. And they're getting and they're giving you a bunch of guns that attach onto the turret at the top as well. Do you see any of that sandwich? I'm still looking. I don't know why I was not seeing it. Just keep going. I'll look for it because I just can't find it right now. And they haven't announced what that final tier will be yet, but. With over a month to go, or yeah, 40 odd days, I cannot not imagine them not hitting every tier of this toy. I cannot imagine that they will not do that. So, why is it that G.I. Joe Classified, which in it, you have to give it respect, it's doing very well, it's very popular, and so on. How come, how come? That line puts out a HasLab of a product that everybody wants and everybody's been talking about wanting. And uh, it funds in less than 24 hours, something like eight hours or something, whatever it was. Continues to roll out stretch goals that people actually like. Notice there was no cardboard backdrop. No cardboard backdrop for the Hiss tank. No uh, rocks and skulls or whatever it was, skulls. No skulls that you could print at home or buy off Etsy for $2. None of that. So why is it? Why is it that this is a 
fantastic item that funds in hours and continues to fund. And the last two, not one, but two Star Wars products that this multi-billion dollar company is uh, fooling you into believing they need you in order to get this thing produced, which everyone knows is bullshit. Why is that? Any thoughts, gentlemen? Gentlemen, thoughts? I, just, I wish I had a good answer. I wish Hasbro had a good answer. That's what I really wish. I wish Hasbro had any answer. I wish you would have asked them when we were standing in front of uh, the, the guy, that the Johnny Cab guy at Celebration. Nope. Because nope. what's the point? He doesn't. Li- I mean, clearly, clearly those people do not listen to the fans. They just don't. And everything that they release is evidence that they don't. They did a line of figures from the Kenobi series. Hello there. Thanks for the pause that helped me to get time to hit the button. I, I know. It. I watched. I watched you, and I'm like, I wonder if he's going to get this one, <laughs> uh, which already has three different versions of Kenobi in it. Hello there. And zero zero versions of Leia. The the arguably. The other principal character in the program, no figure. Do they they have- made the loader droid. They made uh, the, 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 the character that gets killed in her Imperial outfit. They made her. They made uh, 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 at least some of the, 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 the other characters, the um, Inquisitors. They made at least two Inquisitors. Maybe two more are coming. I forget. Because it's because who who would need to remember three versions of Kenobi? Hello there. Zero versions. Leia. Zero versions. Uncle Owen. Aunt Peru. Zero versions. Any other character in the show? They even did another goddamn Vader. I I think in six inch. This is the black series we're talking about. So we're talking about six inch. And yet, no Leia. I just don't get it. Like, I I just don't. I'm at my wits end with regards to Star Wars and Hasbro. Because I just don't get. You can draw no other conclusion. Except that they do not listen. What was the mo? What was the, what was the thought process behind Reva's lightsaber? Well, Ghostbusters had a proton pack that did gangbusters in HasLab. So maybe what they want is prop prop stuff, prop replicas, sabers and things. But what bore that out? But why a character that nobody even knows yet? You, you know, I mean, if you couldn't sell the Rancor that's been around for 40 years, why are you going to be able to sell the, a saber for a character that nobody's ever heard of yet? Yeah. Yeah. And for that matter, what's the sales like on those sabers? Are there are there a lot of people who are buying them? Because I'm I you know what when I do see them, you know it's not like anybody's showing a lot of interest. I'm not saying nobody's buying them. People are buying them. Cosplay people buy them. Other people buy them who collect sabers and things. Totally fine. I got a lightsaber. I made one at Disney. I have one. Not a Hasbro one, but I have one. And I don't know if Hasbro is producing the parts for those or not. I have no idea. The point is, 
where was the logic behind this? And they have been screaming, three and three quarter people have been screaming since the Razor Crest to give them another one. There's even a guy that stood up at celebration at the Q&A with Hasbro and from like, he was like the three quarter something society. Oh, and he goes, give us another HasLab and we'll back it. And I believe that guy because there are a lot of four inch collectors out there who are strictly always going to be four inch. You know, TLC always going to be. And the fact that they just keep ignoring those guys and not ignoring is not fair because they did that job of play set and everything else. So, I mean, it's not that they're ignoring them. It's the fact that they just cannot, they just aren't listening. Nobody who wanted a role play item from star Wars for $500, right? For 500, it wouldn't have mattered if it was three, it wouldn't have funded either. But it, well, no, but it's also like the price is so prohibitive on something. That's not a guarantee. If you had made it something that people were fucking begging for at 500, you could at least think about it. Yeah, I'm with this you. This wasn't a guarantee at all. This was I'm with you. This is the longest shot if you think about it, considering how the show went cuz it's not like they don't know how the show is. Yeah. You know, it's not like the Hasbro guys and the guys who run Star Wars don't at some point say, "Hey, how's this going to go?" Well, you know, and, and in fairness, you know, we we have to say they had no idea how the show was going to be received because they unveiled this at their panel at celebration. I think the day after or two days after the premiere, they had no idea how that show was going to be received. Mm -hmm. So why on earth would you put a HasLab behind a product that you have no idea about? You have three, six, nine, 10, 11 films. How many TV show clone wars rebels, that other shitty one resistance you have enough stuff out there now that you could have if you really had to make a prop replica you have enough stuff out there where you could have done a prop replica of something that already existed that already had a fan base that already had you know that there was a knowledge of even like but instead but instead Let's put all of our apples in an unknown basket and let's see what happens. And I mean, it's also, it's a display piece, right? It's not, well, can you carry it around? Will it, yeah, is it fragile? Yeah, like yeah, how? You can. I, mean, you, I mean, I don't think you can go like actually saber duel with it. I think you can. I think they're all built that you can smack them against each other. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying like, would, would Boba Fett's, uh, Jet would it, would a Mandalorian jetpack be have been a better Haslab right? If it's I think I think if they had done a Mandalorian anything, it would have been probably better received than this. Yeah, I think literally anything, like literally anything. But they've already done the helmet, you know, and the backpack. I mean, that might that. I mean, don't forget his backpack is not Boba Fett's backpack. It's a different thing. It's much. It's just the jet. I mean, it's nothing that would even. I, I can't even see justifying a HasLab to do it because who cares? It's boring. Who cares? Right. Boba Fett's with the with the rocket launcher would be a better draw. Would be a better draw, but not even that much. I mean, because it's not, again, it's not like, well, all right, well, 
for what? For the three people that cosplay, sorry, the 300 people that cosplay Boba Fett at every, uh, you know, and then there's, there's at least four different versions of that pack, right? Or five, whatever it is. We got to get Matt Booker on the show to tell us all the different versions of the uh, the um, Boba Fett backpack because he is the recognized expert in the character. The point is, is that I don't see how they came to the conclusion that it must be a role-play item. Is their role-play line even doing that well? And by that, I mean it's the helmets, really, and the sabers. And what did they also announce at Celebration? Another Darth Vader helmet. Another one. Which what? makes, I believe this is the... I, if I'm if I'm mistaken, uh, then you can call the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and let me know that I'm wrong. I think this is the third one. It's at least the second. It could be the third. Is it just Darth- Vader's helmet as seen yeah. in Kenobi? It's hello there. I'm not sure if it's based. I'm not sure if it's based on that or if it's just yet another version. It's a different finish. It's a different, uh, maybe it's a different collar and like other, you, you know, like things. I'm I, What I'm saying is that in the multitude of Star Wars property to do another Vader helmet over, I'm trying to think, you know, they've done Bo-Katan, they've done Boba Fett, I think also twice. They've done the Mandalorian. They've done a bunch of different trooper helmets uh uh you know they've done i think they did uh it's one that i'm thinking of that i can't remember the point is 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 that while i can see why they want to continue doing this you know either they need to come up with different helmets or they need to just stop for a while not just go back to the well and just be like all right we're starting this again vader go how are we going to make it different how are we going to sell it this time you know, but to put again, I think you, you, you have to add all these factors together, right? All of the factors. One, Kenobi. Hello there. Is an unknown show when they announce the HasLab for, uh, for, for the weapon of a character that we know nothing about. Two, is there prop replica stuff selling that well that they should? that this is the they're going to use the slot that they have for a haslab for a prop replica three do we really do do our fans asking for more expensive prop replica things is that where are the fans is basically part three where are the fans on what they want because the three and three quarter fans arguably are the loudest and followed by the black series fans who feel completely and utterly burned and well embarrassed certainly, but burned and, and sort of discontented with the fact that the rancor could have been the fastest uh, has lab ever completed if they had just listened to the fans. Um, so where are the fans? That's part three. Those are the three things that you need to consider here. And when you come to the natural conclusion that I don't know anyone asking for cosplay stuff, 
I wouldn't put, what if the show had sucked? What if the show sucked a lot? What if no one liked that character or that lightsaber or anything about the show? Uh, and three, it's clear that the fans are asking for figure related stuff and not, and, and not cosplay stuff. So I just don't get how this is the, the conclusion they draw from all of the available information is that this is the thing that they need to do. It just doesn't make sense. I think, but G.I. Joe, what's that? I think that's the show title. Where are the fans? You got to be where the fans are. Well, maybe. But the but to, uh, that being said, G.I. Joe was a, a year ago, two years ago, before Classified Series started, it was all but a dead property. Dead. Like, an anniversary of G.I. Joe came through and they did a, a, I think they did like two or three, like three and three quarter, four inch sets for the anniversary. It was dead. When you ask Hasbro people, what's going on with G.I. Joe? They would say, we don't know. Nothing. We don't know. Something's coming. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. And, and that was what, that was all they had for G.I. Joe. Now they're funding Six inch vehicles in seven hours. And, and believe me, it has nothing to do with their marketing team. Believe me, it doesn't. Just watch one of those videos. You'll know it has nothing to do with their marketing team. Anyway, that's it. I just thought it, I, I, I thought it, I, I, I knew the moment that that his tank funded in seven hours, I knew we were going to be talking about it. Because with that, with, with that, the Star Wars, the second probable in all, you know, in all honesty, failure of a Star Wars HasLab to fund. How are you not talking about who is running the line, the Star Wars line for Hasbro? How do you not say this person has to go? How do you not say that? You know, you're destroying what for decades was the number one toy line in the world and you're destroying it. Even though you have new material, you're destroying the toy line. How do you not, as Hasbro, how do you not say we need to really, really shuffle the cards here? Anyway, that's right. it. Yep. I hear the wrap up music, so we probably should wrap it up. Um, that's right. I ranted. Yeah, no, right? that's and why. Right that's stuff. why. So you that's think that an important topic in our in our genre? I agree, and that's why a billion dollar second... companies begging for our money to produce things that they can produce without a dime coming from us is an important topic, and yeah. how they fail at it is an important topic. And that's why I feel like a thirty second intro to a twenty five minute Kev Hasbro rant is more than adequate. You know, in fairness, I do try to involve the two of you in the conversation. I'm just saying. I, I, I can't rant about Hasbro as much here if we talk about Magic. Oh, you want to talk about Magic the Gathering? I have Magic the Gathering news. I mean, but don't we no, ending the I want to wrap it up because oh, the show oh, is right. long. I'll, I'll, save it for next, I'll save it for next week. Um, what are we going to call the episode? Where the fans uh, are? That sound good? Who's calling again? Hasbro. We, <laughs> we heard your rant. We want to hire you. If oh, only. God. And then I wake up. You're the best line of all time if they hired a fan to run it, or at least a fan to consult on it. It would get right back to where it was. 
It yeah. would. Because the moment you put someone in there who knows what the fuck they're talking about, and you know, and again, not to extend the rant, Marvel guys know what they're talking about because they're all fans. G.I. Joe, despite its marketing team, is successful based on the fact that they haven't had anything in a long time and they listen to fans. Fans want six inch versions of the characters they love. They're getting them. They're getting them really well done, updated. Yeah, it's not perfect. They have problems, but they just funded a $300 six inch vehicle in seven hours. But Star Wars, you have the the combination of nobody knows what the fuck they're doing and not listening to the fans. Yeah. I mean, and I was going to say, it's like there's, there's, you know, 40 years of content and they've done some of it to death, but like there's literally still new content coming out. They should be able to keep producing a product. You that want people content? Want. You want new exciting content? You want fun? Fortnite. Man cake. Man cake. Episode 685, Man cake. We're going to get a lot of hits on that title. So uh, that's going to be the title of the episode. Uh, all right. Let's, 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 let's do social media. Let's also say. Let's yeah. also say, and I want to, I want to do this because, uh, because I, I do consider him an acquaintance. <laughs> and that's our friend Robo over on the Foosh did an in-depth uh, review of the man cake figure as only he can. So go over to YouTube and look for the Foosh, the man cake review. So there, given the, given our buddies over there a plug. They are, he's the best. He's the best in the business. Who, who, no doubt. Who we met at Celebration. We did. Yep. And he and he didn't remember me at all from a hundred years ago. So which is good. So because <laughs> I was a different person then. So I'm just saying. Angry slightly, slightly different person then. The character so. of Big Kev, as played on the podcast Geek Stuff, is slightly different than the person of Big Kev. Whom no, 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 no. <laughs> Kevin is the person. Big Kev is the character. Oh, okay. The character has gone through sort of different... A metamorphosis. Yeah, no, evolutions, I would say. You know, like he's evolved in different ways from the original character. Like a Pokemon would. <laughs> is this your... This isn't even my final form. <laughs> yeah, this isn't even my final form. Uh, all right. Let's my do- final form is dirt. Oh, oh, good one," said I about my joke. When we finally get to that episode where Kev's dead, <laughs> hysterical, and sandwich becomes the new Kev. Big sandwich. Just, when, when, just, no, they just start referring. No, Scott just starts referring to you as Kev. It's like the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then like, all the responsibility of being the talent on the show falls on his head, it. and he starts to evolve into this angry character. And then I have to that's hire it. a new. I have to find a new sandwich. You have so to shave. take my mantle. You have to shave. You have to be responsible. You have to deal uh, with Scott. Oh, that's tough. Nobody should have to do that. All right, let's do let's do the social medias. Uh, don't forget to follow the show: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like and subscribe on the podcasters on the podcatchers out there leave us a review it helps other people to find us um 
you go over to Patreon and uh, follow us there. For a dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server where you can interact with the show. Uh, $3 a month is the early bird special where you get these shows really as soon as I'm done editing them. Usually that's the next day. Um, for $5 a month, it's the bonus round. I usually try to get it out the day after we record. Sometimes it's two days after we record. But it's certainly before the general public, so you're still an early bird no matter what. Um, you're a bird. Bird. And then for $10 a month, you can watch us do all this live. I was under the impression that everyone had heard. There's our, there's our exit song. Figured it out. The bird. Serpent bird. Uh, all right. And then, uh, yeah, you can also, if you want to, well, you were going to give us suggestions for what's going to be uh, the new intro music uh, over on the GVM line. 201. 7302547 and you could hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG just I... like super fan David D and cousin Dave so we had a couple of Daves today <laughs> super fan David D sounds really familiar to me like I don't know why he is a super fan though he is but I don't know why he sounds really familiar yeah. no he does he does I, I got that vibe I didn't want to be the first one to say it I, want I don't to... know why but he just sounds familiar anyway go on so you can find me on Instagrams and Twitters. It's at PyDayScott. Uh, what about you, Sandwich? You can find me on Instagram and Fortnite at FatDumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. I will say right now, I won't be on Fortnite tonight, so I have to download the update. <laughs> takes like 10 minutes. First yeah, off. It takes Second off, don't, you, know, you, know, you know what you do? Instead of that, you do the same torture I did. Go play fucking Fall Guys for a hundred rounds, so you can get Major Man Cake or whatever. I have to that download is. Fall Guys. Or download Fall Guys. Take two. I can't take more than two minutes. Thing is stupid. Yeah, but if I download Fall Guys and then play it while I'm downloading Fortnite, I'm not gonna play. It's a perfect way to kill the time. Yeah, it'll be slower, but so what? You have a hundred rounds to get through. Believe me, it'll <laughs> take forever. Trust me, I did it. Uh, you can find me on Xbox as Big Kev GS, everywhere else as BK Geek Stuff, according to rumor. And on the Patreon, I, I, I may have a few messages there that I need to respond to. Uh, forgive me, I've just been busy with the holiday and everything. So um, I'm going to look to those. Uh, maybe I'll respond to some of those this evening. Uh, but you can at message me if you're part of our Patreon gang uh, over there on Discord. Oh, and I do have one more thing to add to this right at the end of this episode for, uh, I think it was Vicious Smith who hates the cricket sound effect. I have a new one. Hey, that's pretty good. So just let me know why if is, that one is satisfactory. Hate? Why is he so full of hate? I don't know. He always learned from watching you. He always be hating. I learned it from you, all right? It's like, just like the 80s show. So let me know if that one is adequate and uh, we'll go from there. Tell us about the 80s, Scott. What was it like, you know, in your graduate years? Yeah, yeah. Going to college in the 80s was rough. What's a cassette? Oh, my goodness. Were you one of the tri-lambs? <laughs> no, that movie is much too rapey. I don't want to be involved with that. Uh, they're all felons, the tri-lambs, if you were to watch that movie. so Today, yeah. yeah. It would be today. All right. Wrap it up. With that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 685, according to rumor, uh, to a close the way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Billy Kometz.
wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. I will everybody said about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. Bird's a winner, well a bird, bird, bird. Bird is a winner, well a bird, bird, bird. Well a bird is a winner, well a bird, bird, bird. Bird's a winner, well a bird, bird, bird. Well a bird is a winner, well a bird, bird. Bird's a winner, well a bird, bird, bird. Bird's a winner, well a bird, bird, bird. Well a bird is a winner, well a bird, bird. Bird's a winner, well a don't you know? I'm the bird, well everybody knows that the bird is a winner, well a bird. Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>